what up, what up, Trailblazing fam? Welcome to the Empowered Millennials podcast. I'm your host, Angela Gentile, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I appreciate you so much for being here, for diving into this community, for being interested and wanting to level up your life and do badass epic shit. So please make sure that you check the show notes for ways that we can connect a little bit more and do maybe some one-on-one coaching together so that you can, you know, build your roadmap and go after the goals and the dreams that you want, not the ones that you feel like you should be doing. So you can really live a life that you love. Um, I have some workshops coming up and ways that we can even connect through fitness. So make sure you peep the show notes. And, you know, here's my ask every week. It's my ask. If you're loving this pod, please head on over to Apple podcasts, five-star review it and write a little something like put the words on there too, please. That helps with the algorithm. You know, I know, I know, but it helps with the algorithm and it helps people who are searching for ways to level up their life, searching for ways to bust out of the box, people who are feeling stuck. It helps them find these resources, find this community so that they can have all the things that they need to do epic shit. So I would really appreciate that. So um, before we dive in today, as many of you know, I am the hostess with the mostest. And I have been hosting events like corporate events and bar and bat mitzvahs. And maybe you've even seen me um, at the Boston Social Fitness Fest and Government Center on the mic and leading the people. Um, I've been doing that for almost 10 years. And obviously I was a teacher, so there's a background in presenting and performing. So I use my gifts of storytelling and empathy and, and you know a little bit of organization to lead gatherings of people so that they can feel inspired and connected which is why I am super pumped to be chatting about this upcoming event, Boss Babes and Brunch, that I have the privilege of hosting on November 5th in my city of Boston, Boston kid. And today we are bringing on the founder and pretty much my favorite New Yorker, Kaylani Vasquez. Boss Babes and Brunch is a groundbreaking and networking experience designed exclusively for female identifying individuals. This unique platform redefines the traditional networking of getting rid of like the stuffy business card exchange and shaking it up with a three pillar approach of empowerment, purpose, and celebration of identity, all laying the foundation for a strong sense of community. Kailani is the trailblazer. She is the trailblazer dedicated to elevating women in all aspects of life and drawing from her own experience as an entrepreneur and community builder, she recognized the need for a networking platform that resonates with the aspirations of female identifying individuals. Her leadership and unwavering commitment have transformed this platform into a powerful catalyst for change and growth. And y'all, it is my honor to welcome Kaylani to the pod. What up, girl? What up, what up, what up? How are you, Angela? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, how are you? I'm freaking great. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the event. I'm pumped for what you put together. And like, we've obviously been chatting behind the scenes. So I know all the things that are about to go down and it's going to be fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be so cool. I mean, I'm definitely pumped to, to also be bringing this experience into a new city. You know, we wrapped up New York city, my being from New York city as a New York native, we wrapped up New York city in August and now we are pivoting into Boston, not Boston, Boston. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that girl. I don't know about that. I'll let, fine, fine. 
<laughs> we're pivoting into Boston um, just next week. And I'm I'm just so pumped. I'm so excited. And I cannot wait uh, for all of you uh, Bo- Bostonites, Bostonites. I don't know what you guys call it. Bostonians. 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 <laughs> um, I love that you said that so academic, so academic. Bostonians. Right. <laughs> Have it. Have um, it. To, to experience, you know, uh, everything we have to offer. I love it. I love it. And I think, I know they will. I know they will. Yeah. You've got together a team, like a whole powerhouse team of people. So it'll be great. Um, so let's kind of just chat. I think obviously people know boss babes and brunch as this like networking experience and like bringing people together. And that's the beauty of it is that you really feel connected to these women and to these entrepreneurs to help you feel less alone in the entrepreneurial journey. Cause entrepreneurship is a mind fuck and it's hard. And I think what people maybe don't know is your story on why you decided to create this in the first place. And I think it's such a beautiful and powerful story that really a lot of people can resonate with. So, um, yeah, Yeah, tell us why you, why you created it. Absolutely. So, you know, being from New York city, um, being Latina from New York city, right. I lived in Manhattan. So when people think of New York city, they kind of think of, okay, there's several boroughs in New York city and which borough is the best borough, which borough do you live in? Um, fortunate, unfortunately, um, I lived in Manhattan. I grew up, I was born and raised in Hell's Kitchen, lived just 10 blocks from Times Square. So my backyard really was Central Park and I attended private schools. My parents did the very best to raise me. But I always found that I was too uh, Latina for the white girls or too white for the Latinas. And that was one of, Mm. I never felt like I belonged, right? And even sometimes within my own family, I was always chasing that um, sense of community. Like, where do I fit in? Who can I be a part of? And, you know, do I have the latest trends? Am I I trending? Am I not? Like, what does that look like? I never felt like I belong. So um, after having my daughter, um, you know, becoming an adult, having my daughter moving to Connecticut, working the nine to five, doing all the things, I still felt that there was something missing and I wasn't sure what it was. I, I always just wanted to belong. Last year, um, I was vending. I had a, a business called Collections by Lani at the time, and it was an e-commerce that I started literally from the ground up. And I started going out to fairs and um, like vendor fairs and really just selling my products. Uh, I thought that I was going to be this huge like Instagram influencer by selling all of my uh, cricket or circuit. Uh, you know, people have a play on words. So cricket or circuit uh, items. I was making mugs, t-shirts and um, hats, you name it. That's what I was doing all um, while using Shopify. Okay. So I was vending and I looked around and I realized, wait a second, people aren't really like looking like me. And there also isn't a space where a vendor can come and then walk, a, walk away with like tangible information, right? Like how do you really scale your business mm-hmm. and in a space that feels truly authentic to who you are? And so that's how Boss Babes and Brunch was kind of like, conceptualized right right it was like I was just looking around and I said wait this makes total sense I always had a passion for helping others I always knew that I would be on stage that I would motivate people I'm super positive almost always it's very rare that I have a bad day or I'm in my thoughts Mm -hmm. or sad and if I am I'm like switch off turn it around like turn off yeah turn around turn on that switch and so 
November of last year, I held my very first Boss Babes and Brunch event or experience as I like to call it now. And it was just truly, 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 it filled me. Um, and as I looked around the room, I knew that there was a need for it. The vendors were were so thrilled to be there. Um, the guests who were in attendance were truly blown away. We had 50 women who came to that experience last mm -hmm. November. And I'll never forget my first 50 because it just filled my heart so much to know that so many women are are like me and and want that sense of community and and don't feel like there was a space for them at the table but coming to boss babes and brunch made them feel welcomed made them feel like wait a second i can yeah. build this business in a community that is true and authentic to who i am yeah i love that look at that yeah, like so, that's so beautiful <laughs> but i think I think that's the key. I love that you are listening, right? And I and I think this is like a little pin in the episode. Sometimes, you know, what makes a, a person really successful at what they choose to do isn't necessarily like following what's done and like repeating the formula, right? Like there's a coffee shop on every motherfucking corner. There's a Dunkin' mm -hmm. Donuts and a Starbucks adjacent to each other. Like, and it's like, I know that that formula works and I'm going to cash in on it. You're doing the e-commerce thing and you're like, oh, I'm going to be an influencer too. But I think what, what really leads to success and also like I think personally too, is you saw an area of need, right? You saw, you saw what's missing and was like, wait a second, what if we did it this way. And I think right. that's what makes a trailblazer and an innovator. And I think that's what makes for a long withstanding sustainable business is because it's honest to what you know that you need and you're never right. the only one. <laughs> right. And I was so tired. I was tired also too of, you know, the word millennial is being thrown out so much, right. Mm -hmm. Um, for good and for bad. And I am like a through and through diehard. I love being a millennial. I'm like, I am going to rep it. it. Exactly. <laughs> it right. Yeah. I'm going to rep it. And so all that to say that I was going to these conferences and summits and vending at, you know, these, these vendor fairs, and it wasn't giving me that sense of social networking that I was really looking for, right? Like you go to corporate settings and it's very like, am I going into an interview? Like, or mm. like what's happening here, right? It, they're boring. Quite frankly, they're really boring. Absolutely. You listen for hours to these people talk about ways that they've scaled or things that they've done. And um, you don't really walk away with much besides a whole Rolodex that we don't even use anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. of um business cards yeah um so I needed to I wasn't necessarily looking to reinvent the wheel I was looking to add on to things that I had already seen that were working um and give it a twist and owning my authenticity in Boston and brunch perfect yeah because you're right they are boring and they feel like they're they're I get nervous you get nervous when you're going to this like corporate event and everyone's wearing like navy blue and just like sitting or black or black right gray a whole sea of like <laughs> muted fucking colors like a funeral like everybody's at a motherfucking funeral so you know and they're sitting down and they have their like briefcase and it's like stoic and robotic and like no shade i'm not trying to knock any like older white male ceo who has gotten Correct. to the top I'm not trying to knock that. I'm not trying to take away like the hard work and the effort that that goes into that. But that doesn't mean shit to me because I'm not there. Correct. That ain't my life. Like I'm not a legacy. Like I didn't get a nepotism handout for a job interview. You know what I'm saying? 
And so like, like that's all fine and good. So yeah, you know. Right, right. Correct. And that's what I say. I'm like, listen, the future is female, right? Like I believe that wholeheartedly. The future is female. Uh, being a, a, be, having been or being a millennial also um, for me, it's just like, we're the most like genius. We are. <laughs> I think so. Right. Like, and I rep it and I say this because I've gone to a lot of spaces again, where it's just like, they're picking away at us, but it's like, if it weren't for what we're creating and why I've created boss babes and brunch social platforms is the way now to really connect through the pandemic. That's what we all had. Right. Like mm-hmm, we were all mm-hmm. on zooms. We were all, um, doing video conferencing and we kind of gave way from in-person networking or in-person meetings, boss babes and brunch is bringing that culture of socialization back. It is giving back and pouring back into yourself once you attend, but also into the community that you're creating around your big idea and business like you Mm -hmm. shouldn't feel lonely you shouldn't feel like you're being alienated in a space that is predominantly run and owned by men and you know the truth of the matter is being latina being a woman of color the spaces out there for us are like very 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 small right Mm -hmm. even in in comparison to white women or comparison to um you know men even it's very small and you know having this last month been hispanic heritage month i think i've been able to really really now come into my own skin and own my latinidad and say to myself kevani you are who you are and that is beautiful and i'm just so happy to have boss babes and brunch and the the community of women that that come through our doors because you know, hundred. We're now at like 150 plus that come to these events or these beautiful. experiences, and it's it's cray, it's cray. Yeah, it's beautiful. But I, I mean, beautiful. back to what you were saying about being a millennial. I just want to put a pin in that for a second because yeah. that's what this whole podcast is about, and what makes the generation, our generation, and our age bracket so powerful is because we're literally looking at old systems and ways of being that were intentionally designed to ostracize and disenfranchise and limit and control and suppress and oppress. They were intentionally designed for that so that a certain subset of the population could win, you know? So I think when, when we're in these places as millennials and we're like, well, wait a second, that doesn't feel right. Like that's so much harder for me and I'm not winning at that. And there's no, how do I, how do I get what I need in a system that's not allowing me to. And I think what makes our generation so fucking cool is that we're the innovators. We're the ones who have, have, have gone through on this come up of like being part of these systems. Like you were in corporate America. I was a fucking teacher. And I was like, this ain't it. This is not it. So we've taken the experience of being in this very rigid part of society, but also with our ability to use technology and our ability. Yeah. Right. So now we've taken these, like, that's what we're doing. We're sort of bridging the gap between like this old way. And this is exactly what boss babes does is taking the old way and adding something that makes it more accessible, more powerful, more empowering, more innovative, you know, so that people, people who may not have had access to this now can have have access. Exactly. And that's exactly what it's about. You know, like I keep on saying, it's not about necessarily taking away from what's already created. It's just adding and enhancing it. And, you know, you hear the term often work smarter, not harder. And that's exactly not that we're not hardworking people because we are, we've just found ways, like you said, Angela, to reinvent or, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, like uh, add on to rather the things that, that are already, the systems that were are already in place. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of burning them all down. So eventually. <laughs> um. <laughs> we don't need them. We don't yeah. need them. Bye. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Clearly we don't. So yeah. I, I love what you're saying about like owning your, you know, what did you call it? your Latin? What was the word? Latini, Latinidad. Latinidad. What's, what does yes. that mean? Like, so like your Latin, like your Latin side, just like your, his, okay. your, yeah, your Latin side. Okay. I love that. So yes. in doing that and in owning that, how has that created like more opportunities for Latinas and people of color? Like what, like, how is your just owning it? creating these spaces and opening up doors and you know how does that how can someone who is listening be like oh this is for me and this is what it can yeah. do for me yeah really good question so I think it's also um it's been through trial and error one and just me feeling <laughs> like Kaylani, you are beautiful and a lot of affirmations a lot of ugly cries mm. um a lot of no's tons and tons and tons and tons of no's and the truth of my, the truth is I'm not the most like polished and prim person, right? So like I That's always I tell like myself, you. right? I, I always like tell myself <laughs> I'm half hood and half holy. I am your <laughs> your your Latina, your Latina firecracker. Um, you know I am. I am fully embracing who I am and what that looks like. And, you know, being a mother, being a wife, being a sister, being a friend, I have all of these labels, but it wasn't up until quick story time. Um, yes, I left, please. I left my nine to five and this is going to get real juicy. I think this is going to have people's jaws dropping. Right. Oh, so everybody seat, sit down, buckle up. If right, you're driving, pull over, up. pull over. <laughs> facts. Facts. So my last, <laughs> job, the one that I left before becoming an entrepreneur, um, the CEO of the organization, which we will not mention, um, said to me in these exact words, um, he says, why are you leaving? And I said, well, I want to pursue entrepreneurship, the whole bit. Well, when I started seven years prior to me leaving, his words to me were, you have everything going against you. You are a woman of color. You do not have a college degree, which I didn't have at the time. You are a mother. Um, and so you will never mount to success. Coming from a man of color who's only advantage to or whatever he wants to say it is was holding a seat because he was a CEO of an organization in Connecticut um and so fast forward seven years later when I was ready to leave and become an entrepreneur he came to me and he said to me um why are you leaving I explained everything to him and he said well I'm proud of you I'm happy for you and then again he said to me but she'll be back seven years later. Fuck I, I looked, will. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> and I looked at him. I chuckled. I went <laughs> and I said, I will not. And I walked away. I say Woo! that because the seven, like seven years ago, right. I was probably, I was what, like 24, 25 at the mm -hmm. time. Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> Right. So I was in my twenties at the time and I was, I never had the courage to be able to stand up for myself and say, 
you know, say what I said back to him. Um, I didn't feel like I had, there was a space that was, that would allow me to do that. And the Kehlani I am today, um, although this was still two years ago, but the Kehlani I was becoming was like, own your shit, girl. Like you are beautifully and uniquely made. You are living, you are a living testament of what it's like to be a woman in America, be a Latina in America, be from New York because- Hey, let's be honest. Are you from New York even? Absolutely, I am. And also be a young mom. Mom, so I had all these things and I didn't have a college degree, but it didn't make me any different than any woman who's like, I'm gonna go out there and get it. I just knew I had a passion, a passion for helping. And that's what's just been like. So do your thing, girl. That's what's been taking me to the next level. Just believing enough in myself and knowing that anything is possible and fuck what the people say. Totally. And fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Can we can we get him a ticket to the event? Can we invite him? Right, invite him. Cause I'm a cause I'm a petty motherfucker, and that's what I would do. But <laughs> you know what? That wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> like a VIP seat, you dick. Front row, <laughs> front row, please. Woo! But I think it's so. I like. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And like, and I don't think that that is a a. An, I think it's an unfortunate. Um story that all of us as women and even more so women of color have endured in some way shape or form it and it is especially like this it's just the 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 system like I said the system these systems are put in place to keep people in specific positions and yeah and and I'm I'm I don't want to say too much because I do not know this man or the situation But it's it's so true. It's so true. The systems were put in place to really just necessary, you know, to keep us, to keep us where we are. And I was very conditioned that way. Like growing up, especially, I thought that the only way to make it in America, and my husband and I, right, get a job, go to work, do the nine to five, come home, take care of your family, take, you know what I mean? Cook the dinner as a woman. You have to make sure your home is tidy all the time. All of these things that were, that made us, like we were conditioned to believe and when I made the leap to to the decision to leave that nine to five and fully go head on into entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, um, I had a failed business, right? Collections by Lonnie tanked. It went Mm -hmm. down quicker than it succeeded. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I had this vision. I was really excited at in the beginning and I I really did think that it was going to be the next best thing I just couldn't sustain it and I had to really realize and identify wait a second this is not you this is not who you are and it wasn't until then I made the decision to pivot into boss babes and brunch which you know in the bigger realm of things right bigger scheme of things we are still in our infancy but within this year the amount of women we've touched 500 women 500 women, right, have come through our doors in just three experiences. Mm -hmm. And so when I say, okay, what's coming? And I think to the future, I'm like, holy moly, if I can reach (laughs) 500 in three experiences and next year I'm thinking and going into five cities, even bigger, bigger, Yeah. right. It's about to be a whole movie. It's about to be a whole movie. Well, I'm, I'm so excited for this. Like I want, I'm glad I got a front row seat. I'm glad. I got right. A front row seat. Right. 
I think what you had said too, you know, when you're younger and sometimes like this is just what you put up with because you don't know any better. Right. Because this is what we've been taught sometimes as women is to just like placate and pacify. And when you've been, you know, if you're raised sometimes in scarcity and you didn't, you know, like I wasn't raised with millions of dollars, like we were, we were, we were struggling, right. you know? Right. So the thought of like, hold on to a job, keep it because that is your only way for survival. And that's the sort of like what we were told. I think that can linger too. You know what I mean? That, that mindset of I can't, or this isn't for me, or this is going to be too hard. And I think you are a testament of like busting out of that. So what kind of advice would you give to women who are like in a business or like tossing around the idea or they wanted to start an Etsy shop or like have this thing that they want to do, but they're like hesitant. Like, what would you fucking say to her? Um, I know that this may seem a little cliche and I only say that because how many times have we heard it and I don't have, just do it. Right. (laughs) Just, it's that simple. Um, I, I can't brew up a recipe and I don't want to paint this picture and throw glitter at entrepreneurship and say that it's easy and it's going to be pretty and that you aren't going to have opportunity, um, moments of hardship um, and, and moments where you're just like, fuck this. Why am I doing this? What, like, I shouldn't keep going and you're not going to feel lonely and you're not going to mm-hmm. ugly cry because you are. Oh, like you are, you, you are. <laughs> um, and you know, you're going to write ideas down on paper. You're going to rip them out. You're going to throw them away. You're going to start a new chapter. You're going to go through all the fields. Um, identifying your why. Yeah. Identifying why are you doing the thing that you're doing, whether it be an Etsy shop, whether it be selling water on the corner street, whether it be going and, 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 you know, starting a coaching business or wanting to become an influencer, whatever it is that you are so passionate about doing, identify your why and just go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. And find a community like Boss Babes and Brunch, whether it be in person or a community online, or, you know, sometimes you can't talk to your friends, but maybe go to a co-working space, go to a coffee shop, see who's sitting next to you, start conversation with that person, ask them, what are they doing? Because nine out of 10 times, they're probably an entrepreneur who's also out there looking for for someone and try to make shit happen. And, um, you know, go, go head, like head on into it and know that whatever's to come, whatever will be, will be because it's meant for you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're saying that because I mean, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is like a schizophrenic roller coaster ride for sure. Absolutely. And when you're, when you bust out of that nine to five, because how many people thought you were nuts for leaving your job? Like you're a mom, you have kids, like you shouldn't be doing that. You should stay in the job, even though it's probably shitty and you get treated like shit and you're probably not making enough. You know what I mean? But like, stay there. And when you are the one to deviate with like, and literally blaze a new trail with like just a simple idea and some heart people in your current circle can't understand it. Cause if they understood it, they'd be on the journey with you. And I just want to say turtles will never understand the giraffe's view. So if you're trying to make a turtle, see your vision, that is a waste of your energy. So what you need to do is just say, thank you. And like, God bless and leave the turtles where they are and go find 
other giraffes who see above the trees, who see into the horizon, who see wild and crazy shit like you, you know? And I, right. I think when you're in your entrepreneurial journey, sometimes you can get stuck because quote, nobody gets me, nobody mm -hmm. around me gets me. And that like that trope of being the black sheep can be mm -hmm. actually really limiting. So rather than position yourself as like the odd one out that nobody understands, can like I think the better way to reframe that is to go to these events and find your community and find your tribe of people who think like you. So you're not this weirdo hustling and scraping by, but you feel supported not just by like the universe, but by actual physical people. People, you know? exactly. No, yeah, <laughs> no, know? for sure. I, I, I couldn't have agreed with that anymore because it's like, you really need that, right? They say it takes a village to raise a child it and it certainly does. Well, think of your business, your new business as that, as that baby, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether sometimes businesses start as just a passion project and you're just like, okay, I'm doing this or a side hustle, right? Like for a long time, everybody was like, oh, I got this side hustle. Well, that little side hustle of whatever it is that you're doing can be some, become something so big. Yep. Um, and you're probably sitting on gold. Yes. Maybe there's 20,000 other people who are doing exactly the same thing, but nobody's doing it like you. Nobody exactly. has the grit and the determination to do it the way you're doing it to not reinvent, but put a twist on something that you are passionate about. How many cognacs are there out there, right? Mm -hmm. We go to the liquor store and we see all of these drinks, right? If yeah. you're a wine drinker, you see all of these Pinot Grigios, you see all, all of these Chardonnays, all these brands, but you choose the one that you love, the one that you believe in right? They don't, Chardonnays don't start, the, the brands don't stop making it, right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They're yeah. like, I don't care how many competitors I have. I'm going to keep on making this wine. Yeah. Um, and so just keep on doing your thing. Keep on, keep on finding your community. Keep on showing up in spaces that are truly are meant for you. Right. Even if you don't believe in yourself, they are meant for you. And if there aren't any chairs at the freaking table and there isn't any space, do not pull up a chair, pull up a fucking table, bring your own chair and you make that shit yourself. Woo! Mic drop. There's always a mic drop on every episode and this is it. That is it. <laughs> yes. That is it. <laughs> what was that? I'm, that's it. Fucking stop. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pull, create, pull up the table and just be like, y'all can sit over there. Cause like whoever wants to rock out at this table. Right. Pull Here up a go. chair. Pull there up a chair. So who, um, so I know that you're very conscious about curating these events and getting your speakers and, um, that is a huge part of it. So how are you, what, I have two questions that kind of yeah. are in the same vein here. Uh, <laughs> how do you choose these, these speakers? Because they're so powerful, so unique and so different. And what can maybe, if you want to give us a little tidbit of what people can expect about these, these speakers in this community that is, is going to be vibing on November 5th. So two, two parts to the question. Take it far. Yes. So when I, when I'm curating these experiences and looking for my speakers, um, right. We hear keynote speakers all the time. We hear panel discussions all the time. So I, for starters, take panel, take 
keynote and strip it from what Boss Babes and Brunch actually is. You will not hear me say, welcome to the stage, my keynote speaker, because that is very conferency. It is very um, mm -hmm. summity. Uh, it is not a Boss Babes summity. and Brunch Somebody, yeah. right? It is not a boss babes and brunch experience. It is very uh, generic. Those are generic words. So that's for, for starters, that's the first thing. Um, and then when I find the speakers, the women to come and grace our stage, these are women who are simply on a mission to tell their story, empower women to show up in their authenticity and with authority and knowing that they are made for incredibly hard things um, and showing them that it is possible. If it happened for them, it is possible for it to happen to anybody else. Um, mm -hmm. These women, many of them worked the nine to fives, worked in corporate, um, you know, some of them like yourself, were teachers um, in their previous lives um, and, you know, prior to becoming entrepreneurs. And when they come on, they're just real. They're real, mm -hmm. real, real stories. It's not um, glamorized. Yeah, like handed to me. And yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. These are women who are on the ground, have done the work, you know, grassroots. I also try to find women who are in the cities of where we're going or close by because they know what the culture is like for their city. And then the hope is that once Boss Babes and Brunch is out of that city and onto another city, um, let's take Boston, for example, the community that is created there maintains their their connection right mm -hmm. um in new york city once we left the collaborations that came out of there were absolutely incredible oh my god a hundred percent i will attest to that i have like podcasts lined up like i made so many friends like i'm stoked so yes so the collaborations are true um they're real one of our speakers uh from new york city in the new york city event she actually booked within 24 hours a segment on univision um because of a woman who was sitting in the audience and works for univision so it's oh like the, yeah these things are happening and it, it's just such a beautiful thing to see when i see collaborations that are formed and started um out of Boss Babes and Brunch. And then to answer your second question, what to expect, um, when you come through, pull up ready for uh, an experience and, mm -hmm. and pull up ready for high energy. Um, show up as you are. You don't have to wear the business suit if that's not in your character. You don't have to put on a fancy pair of heels if that's not who you are. It's whatever speaks to your brand and who you are. Remember, when you are representing your brands, you are representing yourself. You mm -hmm. are the brand. The brand is not you. Um, and that's another mic drop right there. <laughs> mic drop, drop it again. Two and one. Two and one. You are the brand. And so whatever that looks like, you're creating a story for yourself, that brand identity. Um, so I just want you to come through ready, ready, ready for four guest speakers. Mm -hmm. Um, the amazing Angela, who is going to be leading the entire experience. She is such an amazing host. Um, next week you could experience also too. We have about, I want to say 30 plus vendors 
all small businesses um, who are coming through to sell things from their either they have a brick and mortar or they have an e-commerce space. Um, ADP is going to be in the house to kind of talk us through a little bit on um, your HR needs because that's super important when scaling mm -hmm. your business. And yeah, we just have a lot of key players who are going to be there. And the experience is going to be like mind blowing. I can't say enough. You've got to be there to see it. And if you miss it, you're going to be like, man, I missed it. And you got to wait one year, one year until it comes back or fly to the next city. That's it. Or fly to the next city. Because <laughs> you got people doing that for Boston, right? You got yes. people flying in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've I got a that. couple people flying in from, from the South and um, one or two people flying in from West. So perfect. Excited. One event with 50 people to, to this. And it keeps this. growing and it keeps getting bigger. And I'm, I really am. I'm just so excited and very honored. A little bit of pressure, a little bit of pressure, but, uh, None. but I'm, <laughs> you'll be but, good. You'll be good. <laughs> no, it's cause it's important. It's like important yeah. for me to be part of communities that uplift women and provide them with a, a new narrative that they are capable and that they are powerful and that whatever story has been told about you, fuck that close the book, mm -hmm. throw it in the fire and write a new one. Like you get yep. to write your story, you know? Yep. So I'm yep. honored, honored and grateful yeah. to be part of this. Well, um, I, I'm so honored and I'm so happy that, that we're doing this. It's going to be yeah. amazing. It will. It will. Um, well, we have come kind of to the end, my friend. So um, we are going to play a game. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little trivia game. Ooh. how millennial are you and it's a series of three okay. trivia questions all on millennial pop culture okay um and they progressively get harder as we go and the points are real and everything matters okay okay all right well okay. i hope I'm a, I'm a true millennial through and through yeah we got it all right ready all right cool you need a stretch are you sweating most people hate this part like are you ready i, I i'm ready i think i have google on my <laughs> Get out of here. No fucking cheating. No cheating. <laughs> no, I think it's, you know, I if you live through these decades, like you'll be all right. Ready? Oh no, girl. Oh no. You know, this one you'll know because I know okay. that um you are a fan. You know, I'll know it. Okay, I know cool. you know it. Okay. What question one? What boy band member was scheduled to become the youngest person in space before his funding fell through? I don't know. I want to say either NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. Yeah, but which member was supposed to go to space? No idea. Really? Yeah. Lance. No. Lance Bass. Oh, was he really? Yeah. I thought I thought you knew that. I thought you were an NSYNC no. fan. No. I was, but like not like just music. Like like I didn't like follow them. Oh, I was like hardcore girl you know what I mean like I wasn't like through and through like let me see what their life is about maybe now I'd be like snooping but like okay. back then I was just like play the cd and call it a day yeah just show me the dance moves bye bye yeah <laughs> bye 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 <laughs> all right that's cool that's cool but if anybody needs any like in sync knowledge please call me I got there you, you go there I got you, go. you. <laughs> um okay what links these clues together okay fashion a cat logo kimora lee simmons is it a catwalk the it was a brand oh oh baby fat oh the brand yeah. oh baby yeah. fat yeah i was like you know that like 
Because that was like the that was it. Like, say why you, I said catwalk. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because you wore your baby fat like you were on a catwalk. Okay. <laughs> How much? How much baby fat did you own? Did you have the oh. jackets and shit? Like, oh, the I fur? had the jacket. Oh yeah, yeah, I had the jackets. Um. I think there was one, I had one that it was like teal with like fur. And I can't remember if it was J-Lo because I was living in my J-Lo era wearing baby fat. Everybody was. And you would right. have like just tinted aviator sunglasses and and hoop earrings. Hoop earrings, <laughs> right. And then like my hair was like so slick. Stop. Stop. Yeah. So yeah. we call it the lambio. Like we call <laughs> it like the... And it's like, it looked like somebody would like literally lick your forehead because the gel was so. <laughs> and then like, when you go to shower and you peel that shit off. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, I had, it was like a teal baby fat, like with like brown fur. Mm-hmm. And it was like not even a full coat. <laughs> it was no, like, it was no. like cropped. It was cropped. Like it was a cropped crop jacket. Yeah. Fucking. And I was still 20, freezing, by the way. 20 degrees outside wearing your baby fat jacket. And it was the era when Ja Rule and Ashanti came out with the song. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, that was uh, listen. That was a that good was, time. That, that was, was a good time. Good fucking time. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. Just that's like, hysterical. Two thousand five was like it. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> it was everything it needed to be. And and growing <laughs> up in New York, you had like the name belts. And if you was you had extra money. You have like the name belt that was like that was like um computerized. So you shut could... up. <laughs> yeah, it was like a like a um like a screen, and it just like like rotated screen. through like a marquee. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, like what with the Chinese listen. slippers? Because who are we even? Oh my god, I can't. Like, and you're walking. Li- listen. I used to go to New York City and sit outside a TRL and I used to go yeah. to like Exit and Limelight and like all those fucking places. It was right That's- down the street from my house. I know it was. I know it was 56th <laughs> Street. That's where it was. That's where it was. You just get off the highway, take a fucking left. Was it like the Hustler building was there? Remember, wasn't it like the Hustler store? And then that was your street. Beautiful. All right, Fab, you was you was outside waiting for fabulous and exit. <laughs> All right, I was God, we my are life living. My life was like the quintessential early 2000s, like hanging out with dudes who had like like Cadillac Escalades and spinning rims. Like I was it was it, y'all. Like it was yeah, it. Yeah. My my younger my ride self. status. Pit my ride I status. I can't. I love, I love it. that. We probably ran into each other, friend, but back to the Chinese slippers, like wearing those fucking slippers all over New York City with your dirty feet. Gross. Gross. So gross. That's what I say now. I'm like, oh my God. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <ugh. laughs> well, that was a little walk down memory lane. I right. love it. I love okay. it. I love it. So here's another, here's another memory laner. Ready? Okay. It's the Mambo number Lou Bega sang a little bit of. A little bit of yeah. What was the name of the song? It was the number, a mambo number. Dun, 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 dun. I have no idea. If what I I'm thinking it, of is probably not it. Say it. No, I'm. I'm. 
what dun, da, da, da. <laughs> no, no, no i'm just like that was my that was my like oh, oh, sound effect um, unrelated unrelated sound effect yeah think of the beginning when he talks this is one two no three yeah. four five one two three four five three <laughs> mambo four number, five mambo number five that was the name oh. of the song <laughs> i was like when i say it you're gonna be like because in the beginning, he's like, this is Mambo number five or something like that, right? Doesn't he? I never even like listen that like that closely to the beginning. I just remember one, one two, two, three, four, three, four, five. Everybody's yeah, into yeah, something. Yeah. So come on, let's vibe, drive, vibe. ride. I don't know. I don't know. Vibe, drive, whatever you want to do. You do, do you, boo. Do you. All I know is that a little bit of Angela. Hey. 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 <laughs> you know, I will say that. I always wondered, like, why songs never had my name in it. Well, like, my name's really unique, Kaylani, right? But, like, even when you went to stores and you saw, like, the Angela, pencils and the, the, the license plates and shit, yeah. Right. Yeah. I should yeah. get together with Kaylani, who is also a millennial, and she's a singer, and be like, girl, we need to, like, start putting our names on things. Absolutely. I would love that. I would love that. Because, <laughs> like, you felt it was a childhood wound. Felt left out. Right. You know? Right. Hello. Maybe we could expect that at Boss Babes and Brunch, like little license Ooh. plates with everybody's name, little favor. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think it nah, would. Not me taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> just a awesome. little, just a little suggestion. Um, right. I love that. All right, friends. So let's let everybody know where they can find you, where they can get tickets, um, all the stuff that you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. So y'all, you know, it's going down next week, November 5th. I am just so, so, so excited and pumped. You can find us on the IG. Um, it is Boss Babes and Brunch, all spelled out with an underscore at the end. You can also visit our website, bossbabesandbrunch.com. Again, all spelled out. Um, I am on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. Everything leads back to Boss Babes and Brunch spelled out. So follow us, follow us on all the things, um, on all the social platforms. I love that. Um, and before we wrap up, what does it mean to you to be an empowered millennial? Mm. Mm, on the spot questioning. That is. <laughs> I, I, we didn't plan for this one. I didn't. Sorry. Just what you got. <laughs> All right. Um, to be an empowered millennial, I want to say is to lead by example mm -hmm. and stay true to you. I love that. That's the key. Always about what feels right. For mm -hmm. you everyone who says this has always some sort of iteration of that of like mm -hmm. what feels right for you it's deep rooted that. yeah okay all right my friend any other parting words before we sign off for today no I just want to say thank you thank you Angela for uh you know having this space and allowing me to shine um and to grace your your podcast with all of me all of Kehlani, all of Kehlani Vasquez and all of Boss Babes and Brunch. I think that what you're doing is truly, truly amazing. And if you are a millennial, a female entrepreneur who is interested in just finding community, hit up Angela. Oh, She's like you. the connector. Mwah. I love Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here, um, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, go be epic.
what's up, baby? Here is your reminder that you have a chance to win. For the month of October, you have a chance to win a free 50-minute breakthrough session with me, your girl, where we can co-create your roadmap to your goals so that you can get unstuck, feel so confident and seen, and truly go after the life that you want. Pretty valuable shit, you know? Here's what you got to do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, write a review, and give it five stars. Screenshot it, share it on IG, and tag the Empowered Millennials and you are in. So don't forget, leave your review and get in on this epic offer.